RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says his forces are still holding on to key cities, including the capital, Kiev. The former deputy commander of NATO says he expects Russian forces to increase the intensity of their attacks. And Hong Kong has reported more than 17,000 new COVID notification cases. The Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has said his forces are still in control of Kiev and key cities. In a video message, he said his country had derailed Russia's plan of attack. We have withstood and successfully repelled enemy attacks. The fighting continues in many cities and districts of our state. We are defending the country, the land of our future children. Kiev and key cities around the capital are controlled by our army. The occupiers wanted to block the center of our state and put their puppets here, as in Donetsk. We broke their plan. Mr. Zelensky also urged Russians to put pressure on President Putin to halt the attack. Fighting has continued on the streets amid sounds of artillery fire and air raid sirens. Residents have been warned to stay indoors or in bomb shelters. The health minister says nearly 200 Ukrainians, including three children, have been killed since Russia attacked. Mr. Zelensky also warned Ukrainians not to believe what he said was Russian disinformation. Lately, there's been a lot of fake information online that I call on our army to lay down arms and to evacuate. Listen, I'm here. We will not lay down the weapons. We will defend our state because our weapon is our truth. And the truth is that this is our land, our country, our children. And we will defend all of that. Ukrainian soldiers, backed now by civilian volunteers, are taking up defensive positions on the outskirts of Kiev to withstand the Russian advance. The BBC's least Doucette in Kiev says many civilians in air raid shelters remain defiant. This is really a time where there is a life going on underground and a life on the ground. Underground, yes, even those people who are taking shelter, you speak to them and there is a defiance there too. They're constantly on their phones talking to relatives who may be in other parts of the city, who may be in other cities, but there is that sense of we have to stand strong. One woman said to me this morning in one of the shelters, we can't be sad. We can't be pessimistic. We have to support our forces whatever way we can at this hour of an existential threat. Fighting is continuing around several other Ukrainian cities on the third day of the war. The authorities in the northern city of Kharkiv say Ukrainian troops have fought off a Russian attack. General Sir Richard Sharif is the former deputy commander of NATO. He says the Russian military campaign has reached a crucial stage. The Russians will ramp it up. Uh, there will be fighting on a scale that we've not seen since the, the Second World War and the Eastern Front of the Second World War. It will be, uh, there'll be appalling civilian and military casualties, mass refugees. We hope that the Ukrainians can prevail. Locally, health authorities say they've been notified of 17,063 COVID cases over the past 24 hours. The hospital authority also said 66 COVID patients aged between 19 and 101 had died. All had chronic illnesses. The latest figures came as authorities announced relaxation criteria for close contacts and patients in isolation and quarantine facilities. 
they can now leave if they've had two vaccine shots and can show negative rapid test results on the sixth and seventh day. Meanwhile, the Director of Health, Ronald Lamb, said the government should have an online system ready in about a week for people to register their positive rapid test results. Because of the good performance in terms of sensitivity as well as specificity of RAT, we are confident that in view of the increasing prevalence of the uh, COVID-19 infection in the community, it will have a better what we call the positive predicted value, which in short is also uh, reflecting a good performance um, to pick out those uh, positive cases. On to the weather. It will be fine and cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 15 degrees in the urban areas and a bit cooler in the new territories. Dry during the day and it's going to be around 21 degrees. The outlook, sunny intervals in the following few days and mild temperatures during the day. Currently at 16 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity is standing at 86%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The hospital authority has announced it would discharge COVID patients who doctors say have recovered and are in a stable condition. But the recovered patients will have to undergo home quarantine until 14 days after the initial positive test. Here's the authority's chief executive, Tony Coe. If they consider the patients is relatively stable and ready for discharge, then they will arrange the discharge based on different criteria like the clinical conditions, the symptoms, investigations, among many other things. So we won't just rely on a single parameters, for example, the number of days to decide whether a patient is uh, suitable for discharge. We have to reserve our capabilities to take care of those patients who are most in need of a medical services. The government has locked down the high and low blocks of Shek Chun House at Shekley 1 Estate after it found sewage there had COVID-19. The complex was cordoned off at 9 p.m. and residents will have to get tested by 2 a.m. The minister leading Hong Kong's vaccination drive, Patrick Nip, says he expects it to be a matter of days before the SCR records 90% of its population as having had the first COVID jab. Aaron Tam with the story. The Secretary for the Civil Service said reaching that milestone hadn't been easy, noting that the 80% mark was only hit a couple of weeks ago. Writing on social media, Mr. Nip said he believed people now understood that it was both important and safe to get vaccinated. The current epidemic situation is severe, and we're doing our best, racing against time to vaccinate the public, he wrote, again urging the unvaccinated to get jabbed. He said the government was preparing more vaccination centers as it seeks to boost the daily capacity to 100,000 doses by early March. The civil service chief added that authorities were aiming to have 90% of elderly people as well as children aged between 3 and 11 inoculated by mid-April. Back to a top story on Ukraine. Ina Sofsen is an opposition politician in Ukraine. She says queues at recruitment centers in the capital Kiev are growing, with even her father signing up for the army. I talked to him and I said, Dad, why are you coming back? You are 61 years old. He says, I'm coming back to defend Kiev. I wow. said, Dad, you thick knees, you hardly walk. And he told me something that again made me cry. He said, well, I can crawl. Up to 100,000 people are estimated to have entered the countries on Ukraine's western border since Thursday. Almost 50,000 crossed into Poland from Ukraine just on Friday. The BBC's Fergal Keen is near the border with Poland. Constant procession of people 
and cars as well. 20 kilometers that way and I'm told another 10 at least that way cars are backed up. Now the authorities are trying to create breaks between the lines of cars so you don't get total gridlock and a crush up at the border area. What is really, really obvious here when you look into people's faces, when you talk to them, is this sense of fear. You know, it's nearly midnight where we are now and they keep coming. And why is that? To get away from any possibility of attack by Russian troops, by Russian aircraft. The Ukrainian deputy prime minister has asked the Red Cross to take the bodies of Russian soldiers killed during the Ukraine attack back home. She appealed to Russians not to send their soldiers to Ukraine if they didn't want them to return in body bags. India has abstained from a United Nations Security Council vote on the resolution deploring the Russian aggression, as the BBC's Anbarsan Etherajan explains. Now, India has always been a traditional ally of the erstwhile Soviet Union and then Russia for many decades. And it depends heavily on Russian armaments and defense supplies. And in fact, more than 50% of its uh, weapon system, they are either of Russian origin or they depend on Russian spare parts. So India doesn't want to antagonize the Russian president Vladimir Putin at this time. Facebook has restricted Russian state media's ability to earn money on the social media platform. It also said it would continue to apply content labeling to Russian state media. Russia's media regulator has responded by partially limiting access to Facebook. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says his forces are still holding on to key cities, including the capital, Kiev. The former deputy commander of NATO says he expects Russian forces to increase the intensity of their attacks. And Hong Kong reports more than 17,000 new COVID notification cases. The news from RTHK.
from the Purple Disco Machine and the Plink Mingo Rhythm Section. And bringing you more money. Michael Kiaunuka and Tom Mish. Twenty. 